0: So as usual, I'm loitering in a big parking lot over here by the Roseville Blood Center, waiting to go in and pick up their donations. And I'm it's turned into a bit of a routine now that I sit in this big parking lot. And there's it's it's a pretty vacated parking lot because there's only a like a golf store next to the donor center, a Chevron, and then like what is that? Like a A hotel, and I think there's a guy who's running like an Xfinity, like satellite office out of one of the hotel rooms because all of his trucks are parked in this parking lot. Like they're everywhere. They're scattered everywhere. There's no yard. There's not. They're not fenced off. I think it's like a free floating operation. It's brilliant. Like it's really. I think it's pretty smart. I mean, if you're gonna pay. Pay for a hotel room instead of an office. And put all your trucks in the parking lot where no like nobody's in this parking lot. What the fuck? This is crazy. I mean, and and also can we agree that mouse pads were kind of a scam? Bow, 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 bow. Ooh, ooh, witchy woman, she got the moon in her eyes. Ooh, ooh, witchy woman, see how high she flies. So I made it uh, incumbent upon myself for you to... Be exposed to my listening audience, be exposed to at least one Halloween themed song per episode. Yes, you heard it here first. Last episode was He Did the Mash, uh. He Did the Monster Mash. The Monster Mash, uh. It Was a Graveyard Smash. He Did the Mash, It uh. Caught On in a Flash. He Did the Mash, uh. Do the monster mash. Wow. and then witchy woman, see how high she flies. By the Eagles, I think it's—I think that song's about uh Stevie Nicks. You know, because she was all into like sorcery and shit, and crystal balls and pre-pre Harry Potter shit, right? But. uh And cocaine, you know, gold dust woman, gold dust woman, another, uh, another, uh, thinly veiled disguised song about cocaine in the Laurel Canyon years from the Eagles. I think... That's funny too I was listening to I heard a story about um how Glenn Fry was telling somebody one of those guys you know they all kind of ran around on the same packs like don't like don't don't kid yourselves like there's clicks everywhere right there's clicks in um, music, you know everybody knows each other there's clicks in football, like all the coaches when they get fired, they go to another team, everybody knows each other but so everybody, like every so, like Fleetwood Mac knew all the Eagles, and I think, but uh, it was like somebody, like uh, who was he talking to about naming the band Eagles? It was like Jackson Brown or or uh, Warren Zevon or one of those one of those people. He's like, "What are you going to call you the band?" He's like, "Eagles." I was like, "Oh, the Eagles? No, just Eagles." <laughs> okay. So it was just eagles Like Just so you know It's Just eagles Not the eagles Right Fuck the eagles You know what I say Fuck the eagles Fuck the eagles Right Fuck Don Henley Although I like Joe Walsh But Glenn Frey went tits up Probably from doing too much coke But He died a little young But uh But that's what's up That's what's up people Speaking of the eagles You know I'm looking at um I was looking at the score. There's like two minutes left in the Niners-Cleveland-Browns game. Like what the – like Browns have their backup QB in and they're driving. They're on the 9 or 14 or something with two minutes left and they're only down by once. It's 17-16. Like don't tell me how it ends, but I figured they would run rough shot through the Browns. I wonder what the line was. The line was probably something like five. You know, one of those weird head-scratching, giving them five, giving the Browns five. So they're going to win by six, right, if they score, and so they'll cover, right, or whatever. Right now, everybody's just, like, screaming at the TV set because this shouldn't have happened. But they're in Cleveland. You never know. But speaking of the I think it's going to be Niners-Eagles. It's looking like Niners-Eagles. Niners might not come away with this uh, weekend undefeated, though. Uh, the Eagles, let's see. they Did they win already? or Who are they? Fuck a final, man. Fuck four now, bro. But um, I think they're going to bring in Bailey Zappi. Finally, I think. The Mac Jones era is, is uh, rocky. That's off to a rocky rocky start. And uh speaking of Rocky <laughs> It's just one one fucking segue into another now, isn't it, Johnny boy? Hey, calm down there. Calm down. Um No, I did see uh where was it? Oh oh the uh the Friday Nutty Nutty Comb Invite in uh I believe it's in Madison, Wisconsin, which is kind of like a highlight prep for the NCAA cross-country championship. So they ran 8 kilometers, five, which is about 5 miles, 4.97 miles, to be specific. And last year's winner was none other than Kai Robinson, the 5,000, 10,000-meter NCAA champion, champion from Stanford but he fell back to fourth this year. And the winner went to Graham Blanks, the Harvard 10,000-meter All-American, uh, who beat the rest of the field by about three seconds. Nico Young came in the, I think he was second last year. He was second this year. He's kind of a perennial. Like, this this dude's got wheels, too, man. I don't get it. I don't know what's going on. But he should be mopping up the the race with these, these guys coming down the last final stretch. I mean, he's a, he's a 13, 11, 5,000 meter runner. I believe he's a sub four miler too. I could be wrong, but I, I think he's got that kind of pedigree, but third place though in Nutty Coma. And I don't know who this guy is. He didn't, he must be a, a transfer from out of the country from New Mexico of all places. Like what the fuck? New Mexico. Like who's ever come from there? And far, as far as, like, college, collegiate running, his name is Habtom Samuel. Habtom. H-A-B-T-O-M. So that, you know, this guy's not from, like, Lodi. You can tell that already. But uh, he's a freshman, though. And he, and he he grabbed the third spot just behind Nico Young at twenty three twenty six. Graham Blanks won it in twenty three twenty three, which is a pretty decent, it's decent. I mean, it's good. I mean, it's good. But, I mean, in the... Realm of things and the spectrum of things—it's—it's uh, it's decent, right? Kind of early. It's fairly early in the season, but uh, a, f- a third place freshman. But speaking of Rocky, so Rocky Hansen, the freshman at Wake Forest, like whoever went to Wake Forest and ran well, like right? like what? But Rocky Hansen, one of only a dozen or a baker's dozen high school scholastic sub four milers ever Rocky Hansen of that Rocky Hansen fame who also I think he ran like eight thirty five two mile at Arcadia just behind Simeon Bernbaum. Um he grabbed the sixth spot as a freshman 2327. Fucking that's pretty strong man as a freshman it's fucking strong. But who this this habtim Samuel I don't know we'll see where he goes but um but in the women's race in the women's race, Parker Valby just bitch-slapped Caitlin Toohey, who I didn't realize was only a junior. Like, she ran rough shot over most everybody last year for NC State, and now she's, uh... But I didn't realize she was a junior, but Parker Valby, she, it's shown she's a junior, too. I, I thought she was a sophomore, though. I thought, but I could be wrong. I didn't realize, this. I guess they're the same class, but uh, she beat Caitlin Toohey at the the Nuttycomb. Nuttycomb's here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not there. No, no, no. Honeycomb's got a big, big bite. Big, big taste and a big, big bite. Remember Honeycomb cereal? Uh, But the Nuttycomb invite, she ran 19.17 for six kilometers. Uh, And then Caitlin Toohey is 12 seconds behind her. So I always felt like a 10 second win in a cross-country race was a pretty formidable. Like, you you, you if you're like a badass Like you should put 10 seconds On your On the second place finisher But Uh Why do you How'd you come up with that number though Johnny boy Well let me tell you Cause I used to watch And keep a real close Eye on Pat Porter When he would run He ran like How did he win Nine straight National championships From cross country Eight or nine And uh He uh he would usually run away from the field. It was never really a a, a race where he had to outkick anybody because he's he's really not that guy. He just kind of just runs away from everybody. He just he, he he'll go through the first mile, or he went through the first mile he he's since passed away but uh but he'd usually tear through the first mile in those races in the national cross country championships now this is cross country mind you 10 kilometers 6.2 miles and you'd go through the first mile like like 419 and just dare you just follow me see if you can keep up see if you can keep up and he'd usually win by 10 plus seconds so that 10 seconds that's a good that's a long time it's a long time in a race 10 seconds but uh so that's the nutty comb nutty comb Nutty 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 come nutty come um so what else you got going on boy what else you got um well I'll tell you let me tell him man. um I had my interview I think i did I did I already go over that last Thursday I guess I did didn't I? I don't know. There was like 1300 questions though. Like, so my lady's trying to brief me like, they're going to ask you this and they're going to ask you that, but it she go, you know, it took me about 15 minutes. I was in there for about 15 minutes. These guys were tearing through some, I didn't realize they were, um, kind of the guys that ran the whole show, but, uh, Page after page after question after question. What if you were this? What if you did that? What if this happened? What about this? And what would you say your strongest thing is? And What about this? And if you ever had to do this, I'm like, bro. Like, third. That's you know, at question thirteen hundred, we gotta kind of, gotta kind of reel it in at some point, folks. Right? Um, so, what I thought was interesting, though. Was when I okay, so on th- Thursdays, uh, I really enjoy my Thursdays because I kind of get to kind of dictate my own pace, but I always end up back at the Vitalent processing center there, usually around four o'clock to drop off, and what that means is there's uh, in the um, in the lab. Where I'm bringing all the blood in. Um, on Thursdays they have a four o'clock meeting. And it's unavoidable. Like I, I always run into them. and So I'm busting in. Like literally. Like if you could picture like. A room full of people. Mm, not seated. But st- most of them standing. And then a coordinator. Manager kind of going over things. And it's really a. It's, it's not a very long meeting. I just happen to be bursting in. I bust in every time, you know, and I kind of say hi to everybody. Hey, I'm glad you all made it. Sorry I'm late. You know, that whole, bo- you know, just trying to make light of it. Um, I want you all to know you're doing a great job, first of all. And I'm not, I'm not even, I don't even work for Vitalant. Like, I'm just a contractor, right? <laughs> but the lady that runs the meetings, so as I'm sitting in the lobby of the main, the corporate building, thursday waiting for my interview she walks in she's on her way into work and she did a double take when she saw me because i'm dressed up i'm wearing my button up i'm wearing my slacks my nice dress shoes and she's uh because she recognizes me every thursday at four o'clock when i bust in literally bust into the middle of their meeting like some freaking bull in a china closet right in a china shop whatever whatever the phrase is just wandering in is pulling this giant cart full of like platelets and whole blood and plasma. And, and then there's just, you know, 35, 40 people standing there looking at me, but she like, she, she makes light of it. But then when I was sitting in the lobby, she walks in to start her day and she looks at me double, does a double tick. I'm like, how's it going? I don't know what she thought. Cause she sees me on Thursdays looking like uh Looking like a beer distributor with a dolly walking in with my hat backwards, you know, wearing a shirt that says bullshit or something on it or, you know, wine me, dine me, 69 me or some crazy shit, you know. And uh, and then now she sees me (laughs) sitting in the just just the only person in the lobby other than the receptionist, huge lobby, vaulted ceilings, large staircases, you know, picturesque waterfall off to the side. One receptionist doing follow-up calls. Hey, when you when can you come in and donate more blood? And then she walks in, and I'm sitting there. I'm the only one, and only other one in there. She just like what the what, who what the fuck? She said hi. Didn't ask what I was doing there, but uh, all the better. You know, it's always good to kind of leave a little, mm, you know, mystery there. Uh, but yeah, but. I think the only setback, I think, you know, because I'd, I'd I woke up about 5 a.m. the morning of the interview, and I I had to pee, and while I was in the bathroom, I smoked a big old giant dube, so I was kind of high, I was kind of high, but, uh, and I couldn't go back to sleep, so I, the interview was at 10, and, uh, but I think it went well, I don't know, I I would think I, I probably got it but if I didn't get it it wouldn't shock me either it's one, it's a weird thing right it's working in a lab what am I doing now why am I in a lab I think I'm only doing it for the lab coat am I only doing it for the lab coat is that what's really going on but uh I don't know if that 5am doobie helped me or not I'm not sure I'm gonna say it did but 1300 questions later and I'm I nailed it I think but again it's like I'm just wandering in off the street here and trying to get a job in a lab. So I'm gonna leave that right there. I'm gonna leave that for you right there. <laughs> some of the answers I uh to the questions made up, some not. So that's I say it's kind of an open-ended opportunity for me there, but um but uh so that that was that was Thursday and then um no it wasn't, that was Wednesday. You fuck. What the fuck's wrong with you, man? Um. And then Thursday night. No, Friday night. No, no. Well, we were going to go to Sacramento Scream Park on Friday. Uh, fr- was it Friday? Yeah. And, uh, oh, that's right, because I had to help. My uh a buddy of mine, another contractor, pick up some slack. He took off for Italy for a week and a half. I don't blame him, and I'm jealous. And uh, but um so I covered his his route and uh so I was pretty busy Friday, but my lady, her van that she drives for Vitalent broke down. So we put her behind put her two hours behind the whole day. So she by the time she got done, she had to go down to Stockton and Tracy and all that, and then by the time she got an uh somebody to help her out with her van breaking down. She was already two hours later. She didn't get home till like ten we're like uh I don't, don't want to go to i don't want go now ten o'clock ten o'clock on a Friday man I'm like twelve dudes. Do- I'm like you know i'm uh I'm a dozen dubs deep it <laughs> <laughs> does yeah gotta write that down. Dozen dubs deep. A dozen doobs. A dozen doobies. Deep. Um. Speaking of, uh, speaking of dozen doobie, dozen deep, doesn't D- Debbie do the dishes, doesn't Debbie do, <laughs> doesn't, <laughs> Debbie does the Dallas, does Debbie does Dallas? Debbie does the dishes. One of those is a porn. Which one is it? Debbie does Dallas. Debbie does the dishes. Um. No, hold on. Slow down. No. So, was it Friday? No, it wasn't Friday. A sat. No, it was Friday. No, it was Saturday. When was the damn? The Stanford Colorado game? When was that? It was Saturday, right? No, it was Friday. Anyway, did you see that game? What the fuck? I picked it up. No, it had to have been. No, I turned it off. I turned it off I turned it well, I turned it on at uh Yeah, it was Friday it was Friday. And then, uh, yeah. So it was 29-0 at halftime. I'm like, what the fuck? I mean, it's Stanford. Speaking of Stanford. So Stanford was at Colorado. They were in Boulder. And, uh, by the time I got home from work, it was already 29-0 at halftime. And, uh, I'm like, oh, this game's over. And I'm looking and I'm watching it in neon, neon, neon Prime Primetime is uh, on the sideline, on the side with his headset. And he's looking kind of, he's looking kind of like bored. He's looking kind of complacent. I'm like, huh. So I kept, kept watching. And then um, Stanford scored, but they missed the point after attempt. So it was 29-6. I'm like, but then, um, all of a sudden they just start rallying. Right. And all of a sudden it's like 29, 13. Then it was like 29, 20. And then all of a sudden they scored a couple field goals and it's like 29, 26. I'm like, Whoa, they're creeping back in here. And then, uh, I'm thinking huh But then But then Colorado scores Again So it's 36-26 I'm like, Okay now this game's finally over It's fourth quarter This game's over And uh Lo and behold I, I turn it off a wee, I turn something I turn on a movie Or I don't know I can't Whatever the fuck I, I uh I look and, and I uh Later on that night It's like or no, the next morning, so Saturday morning I wake up and the headline is Colorado's Deion Sanders truly disturbed by loss to Stanford. I'm like, what? Lowly one in five. Stanford? Just walloped? Just came back on, like, what the fuck? So, that was wild. That was truly like, uh, nobody saw that coming. So, uh Yeah. And I guess uh, Shadur Sanders was like showing off his Rolex and shit during the game. Like, it's just that's that's uh, you, that, that's like almost like writing the storyline that you want, right? You want that, uh, you know, like when Dusty Baker, when Dusty Baker uh, took the game ball from Russell Ortiz in the 2002 World Series in game six, when they were up four to one and then the Angels rallied back, they took it as like they took it personally. You know and I think so you show that kind of I don't know it's kind of like arrogance it's kind of like primetime I mean neon deon dude he's he's a legend right he's a, he's a badass uh he's got a couple of uh let's see he won a couple of super bowl rings i think right the niners and the cowboys um wasn't a particularly great baseball player but again that's weird That's a weird dynamic or it's a weird um, it's a dubious distinction because it's like, well, he played two different professional sports, you know? Like, there's not a lot of people who have done that. Bo Jackson. But he was definitely not Bo Jackson. Um, he was okay. He was okay as a Brave. Went to the postseason, but they didn't, they ended up getting beat by uh, the Twins in 91, going to extra innings when Jack Morris pitched into the, like eleventh inning, that was fucking insane. But uh, yeah, the arrogance of you just can't be flashing your Rolex um, when you're kind of like, uh, and you know, like, and also be humble. Like you can't do that. It just, it just because you just know that shit's gonna come back to haunt you. And guess what? It did. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So (laughs) so, Like he just had to be sick Like Dion had to be sick Had to be sick And uh I'm sure he let his son have it You know I know I, I know I got shit My dad used to Um My lady was reading me that That meme the other day About um How coach makes you run laps If you're late To practice And uh But my, my dad was the coach and my dad was my ride. Like that, that's kind of how it was for me. Like when I was playing soccer, uh, you just feel like you're kind of singled out a little like you're a little bit, not much, not really, but you feel different because your dad's a coach. Like, cause you got the the rest of the team's thinking like, um, oh, he's going to get preferential treatment. But at the same time, my dad's probably like, I gotta be a little harder on this guy. So it fucking sucks. You get it from both directions. Right. But, uh, but so sad. I speaking of speaking of soccer and I was, uh, I went up to visit pops at the memory care facility Took took mom. And then we were sitting there yapping away and, uh, I was looking at, they had a, they've got a Halloween event thing at the, at the memory care facility. I don't know what it, it involves. I don't know if they're going to dress, dress up or just decorate or do some whatever thing. It's but I, I was talking about, I was telling my mom, like that, that kind of, uh, kind of reminds me when I, uh, when you took me to, <clears throat> to my buddy's birthday party when I was like 10, I think I was about 10. And, uh, it was after a soccer mat, a soccer game we had on a Saturday and it was his birthday, but it was like a cost. It was supposed to be a costume party. And, uh, I, um, I had broken out of my, like, Simple sim- simplistic costume phase, you know, where it was like originally it was like the Incredible Hulk where you had that plastic mask on your face, you know, and then and then the, the, the rest of the costume was basically just a sheet of plastic that had a picture of the Hulk on it. Right. And so the plastic would like meld to your face when you had like I had a bloody nose when I went out and then and then and it kind of fused the, the mask to my face. So. Uh, so I'd graduated from that phase and I decided I was going to be a hobo. How I came up with that, I don't know. But it had, like, a a shiny, crumpled, plastic hobo hat. A big hobo cigar. Like, a big hobo cigar. And then the uh, the stick and then the little polka-dotted red handkerchief. And just hobo clothes. And... Uh, but this was after a game... This is, I think it was even, like, November 1st. It was, like, November 1st. It was a Saturday. And... But it was a Halloween theme costume birthday party, and I'm like, you know what, Mom? I'm just gonna. And I'm reminding her of all this while we're at the memory care. So I, I was like, I, you know, I, I think I, I even kind of politicked. I kind of, I kind of like uh, lobbied for like no costume or just I'll wear my I'll wear my soccer uniform. I'll just go straight. That you know, right after the game, I'll just wear my soccer. She's like, nope, nope, gotta get dressed up. Like f- full on face makeup and everything. You know, like red. You know, like um... like a. You know that five o'clock shadow makeup and uh the hat, the cigar, everything, and we pull up and knock on the door and lo and behold, nobody is dressed up, nobody is dressed up and my mom just shoves me through the front door and burn and then gets in the station wagon and just burns a rubber, just kicking rocks from the back of her rear tires, just showering that house with rocks from the driveway, getting out as fast as she could right. Cause she knew, she knew, I didn't tell her this, but she knew, she knew, she sent me into the den, the den of inequity, a, a den of inequity, like hell, just the gates of hell. Because you walk in, it's like, oh, everybody's looking at you. They're staring at you like, bro, what's up? What's up, hobo? <laughs> you know, and it's kind of warm. Like it is today. It's like hot. Like it's one of those late kind of an indian Indian summer, you know, it's like a hot fall. And, uh. So my, I told her, I said, I said, this is my impression of all the other moms that were there at the birthday party, the, the Halloween-themed costume party that didn't, that didn't take shape like that. This is my impression of all the other moms there looking at me going, oh, bless this little hobo heart. <laughs> so, so, yeah. So that, I said, well, and, it, and you know... If I ever if I'm ever fortunate enough to round up a therapist that'll probably be my lead off story. And I'm not and I didn't and I was telling her. I'm not telling you this to kind of like you know, I'm not trying to make you feel bad. It just is what it is, right? But I was you know, and she's she was like tonight. She's like, "Oh, you didn't dress up." I'm like, "Yes, you were Adam and I dressed up." Like she had the selective memory, but I think it was kind of like one You know how like like the Nazis that like that like got away from nazi germany and made their way to argentina and like in the back of their heads they like convinced themselves they weren't they never did that i think that's how my mom was i think she's like she convinced herself she never just threw me into this house dressed as a little hobo a 10 year old hobo a little hobo little fucking hobo so yeah so that that yeah that explains a lot it really kind of explains a lot of my neuroses a lot of my insecurities among other, I mean, I've, um, that's just one of many examples, by the way. I consider, you know, you guys my, kind of my omniscient therapist anyway. It's good to kind of get a lot of the stuff off my, off my chest anyway. But, but other than that, as far as a football weekend went, it was, um, uh, Fresno State beat Utah State, which they sh- they should have. Um, Fairly handily, I guess. Uh, Oregon-Washington was a good... That was hyped up, and it it lived up to the hype. 36-33, I think, was the... Yeah, was the final score. Washington, number seven Washington, beating number eight Oregon in Washington. You got to do that. And then Bo Nix, the Oregon quarterback, um, threw for like 300 yards. And then uh, Penix Jr., the Washington quarterback, threw for like 300. So it was a shootout. I didn't realize... Jesus... Penix Jr. The fucking, he's. I think he's gonna take the lead on the Heisman uh, voting because Caleb Williams went down. Notre Dame just bitch slapped USC in Fort Wayne, Indiana, or South Bend, or wherever the fuck that school is. Um, yeah, they got they got mollywhopped. Um, so Caleb Williams just lost a step on the high on his. On his Heisman, there's there's only been one two time Heisman winner. I think it was Archie Griffin, right? Is that right? Yeah. So Penix, which is kind of an unfortunate name, Penix. I mean, you know, he got teased. You know, he got teased to the point of like like a little hobo, like a little ten year old hobo would get teased. Um. For that name, Penix, but still, the dude was averaging three ninety nine point eight per game. Dude's averaging almost 400 yards per game at quarterback. And he threw for like 306 or something like that. But good shootout, boy. And then uh, Oregon tried to kick a 43-yard field goal with time running out and missed, just missed it, just missed to go to tie it up. So so Washington looking good, looking all right. And then then so Saturday night I ended up, Checking out the UCLA-Oregon State game. And that could have gone better for UCLA. Could have gone better. But uh, Dante Wood, who is a real 18-year-old true freshman for UCLA. Three picks. And one of them was a pick six. So, And he was averaging two picks the last few games. But still coming away with the victories, but not this time. Too little, too late. Oregon State looking good. They They're legit. Uh, rank fifteenth. They're a legit uh, or fourteenth or fifteenth. I think they're f- yeah. Either way, fourteenth, fifteenth. Because UCLA was eighteenth. I think they they might have dropped a little, but maybe not. Because um, they were almost in it. They were still. Um, they just shot themselves in the foot too many times. Good defensive squad, but uh, the picks. Man, if your quarterback's throwing picks, man, you just, it's hard to come back from. That is hard, it's hard to regroup, but, but nevertheless, Um, so Oregon, Oregon State looks pretty good. Uh, Their quarterback, um, I can't pronounce the name, Ogunyala, Ogunyala, dude's got an arm. Dude's got an arm, man. So, uh, so Pac-12, man, they got a lot, like, I mean, they got, I think they've got, Several ranked You know, you got Washington, Oregon USC, UCLA Utah Utah State One of those is ranked uh, uh, Who am I missing Hmm. Seems like I'm missing somebody But It's a tough conference, man Because uh, you got Colorado in there too They're Pac-12 Stanford, who if they could beat Colorado, because Colorado's not bad, they just I think they got you know their personification of their coach, who's like back in the day. See, Neon Dion didn't have to. I mean, he he kind of mm, kind of marched to the beat of his own drummer. I mean, he just did his job right. He didn't have to run the team. He just had to. He just he was a cornerback, right? All he to do is intercept the ball. Um, oh, geez, who's the other... Who's the guy on... Uh, is it Colorado? Turner? Is that the kid? Plays both sides of the... Is it Colorado? Or am I thinking of somebody else? Yeah, there's a kid... He's a cornerback. He's he plays a lot of snaps. He plays like sixty snaps a game, uh, but he's playing cornerback defense, and then he's playing receiver. Number twelve is it? Out? Ale- What's his last? Uh, drawing a blank on the first name, but uh, it's like Alex Turner. Something to, something to that effect. But that guy, that kid's impressive. That guy's tough. Man, playing both sides of the snap. Like, that's some that's some show high Otani shit right there, you know? Pitching and hitting in the same game, right? Um, some Bo Jackson double duty. Some neon Deion Sanders double duty type shit right there. That's hardcore. That's good shit. Um, so, I don't know. And then, as it comes down to the wire here with the NLCS and the ALCS, what do we got? We got... Astros versus Rangers, all Texas, who gives a fuck? But shout out to Bruce Bochy, though. That motherfucker, that guy knows how to fucking manage a ball team, right? Like, he he won three World Series titles with the Giants. He took the Padres to the World Series, the lowly, broken-down, old-man team that comprised the 98 Padres. The Ken Caminiti, Steve Finley, Wally Joyner, Andy Ashby, uh, ninety-eight Padres took them to the series. Even though they got they got swept by the Yankees, but that was like a one hundred sixteen win team. That one where'd they go? Like one sixteen and like forty-eight or something, or one fourteen and forty-eight. You know, like just some ridiculous. Like they just steamrolled those Padres, those Bruce Bochi Padres. But shout out to Bruce Bochy, man. Gotta love that guy. Ex-catcher tough motherfucker, back at the, uh, AL, he's back in the, uh, championship series, and then in the, uh, NLCS, they got the Phillies and the Diamondbacks, and the Phillies look pretty mean, so we'll see how that goes down, but, uh, but I don't know, I'm not, I'm just kind of at arm's length on that, so, but it's truly a good sports weekend, if I must say so, if I must say so myself, you know, um... So, but that's what's up. That's what happened over the weekend. Recouping from my interview. Checking up on um, NCAA cross country. Um, All that was fit to be told with MLB. Some good college football. Really good college football. That fucking Stanford-Colorado game was nuts. I'm so fucking crap, I missed that. I can't believe I turned that off. I pulled a fucking Marky Mark, a Mark Wahlberg when he left early when the Patriots were losing to the Falcons in the, in Super Bowl 51. Yeah, Marky Mark, you know, we're talking about you, buddy. You know who you are. You know what you did. Oh yeah. Your kid wasn't feeling good. Oh sure. Yeah. Right, buddy. I got you. You left early from one of the greatest, if not the greatest Super Bowl ever, at least one of the greatest Super Bowl comeback ever. And I pulled a marky mark with the Stanford Colorado game. But shows you my faith. Because I gotta have faith, the faith, the faith. I gotta have faith, the faith, the faith. Ah. All right, that's it. Enough. I'm out of here. Hope you guys have a great week. I'll talk at you later. Arrivederci, baby. <laughs>